Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Stocks and Coffee. I'm Travis, your stock geek. Today is Thursday, June 29th, 2023. We're one day away from wrapping up calendar Q2 here in the U.S., and like last week, U.S. stocks remain resilient on the back of strong economic data here in the U.S. Jobless claims ticked back down to 239,000 this week from the 260,000 range that they've been in over the past three weeks or so. We also saw an upwards revision to Q1 GDP numbers in the U.S. GDP growth revised up to 2% from 1.3%, so the U.S. economy certainly did better than a lot of people expected in Q1. Now, that is lagging data, but in terms of concurrent data, we also had durable goods numbers released this week, which showed better-than-expected durable goods orders in the month of May in the U.S. at 1.7% month-over-month growth. Looks pretty good overall. The downside to the good economic data has been a rise in U.S. government bond yields this week. In fact, just today, we're seeing the two-year, five-year, and 10-year government bond yields up between 15 and 17 basis points. Stocks have mostly shaken off those concerns with the S&P and the Russell up today, NASDAQ down just about a quarter of a percent, and we've seen tech stocks be pretty strong this week. In fact, Apple hitting a new 52-week high once again this week. We've seen home builders hitting new highs. Airline stocks have been strong. Even energy stocks and real estate stocks, which have been relatively weak in the past couple of weeks, those are bouncing this week. We saw 20% plus bounce in a few of the major REITs like SL Green and also Vernado, which has been a very beaten up stock in the past year. In terms of sector losers, we have seen some weakness in gold miners due to gold prices being relatively choppy over the past few weeks. We've seen some biotech stocks on the loser side as well. And we saw Micron reporting earnings in the semiconductor sector, still reporting negative gross margins, although reporting that things are slightly improving in the memory sector, but Micron stock down about 5% today. We also saw some weakness in Walgreens stock as some of their consumer traffic has declined post-COVID. So that stock is down this week. But overall, relatively positive moves out there. We've seen new highs in a number of more speculative stocks and high valuation stocks. Companies like Carvana and Open Door have continued to see their stocks spike this week on short covering and just general enthusiasm. We've seen IonQ and Joby, some of the more speculative SPACs, increasing this week. Lucid Motors getting an investment from the Saudi fund, once again rising as well. Now, it hasn't been all good news out there on the European side of things. We have seen some more mixed economic data, although we saw inflation numbers decline in Italy. We saw inflation numbers increase in Germany, and we'll be getting more unemployment and inflation data in the EU area out over the next 24 hours. We'll also get the Chinese manufacturing PMI coming out this weekend. We'll be interesting to see how the Chinese economy is faring on the manufacturing side. And then we'll get the U.S. manufacturing PMI released next Monday, even though that's a half trading day. Tomorrow, we'll get the personal income and spending data for the month of May. I expect that to be pretty good. And in fact, when you look at some of the forward-looking indicators of U.S. consumer income, it looks like the June IRS tax receipt number ticked up double-digit percentage rate so far in the month of June. So that suggests that consumers are doing pretty well, probably helped by the fact that energy and food prices have finally started to decline, as well as the fact that the economy still remains relatively robust. Despite the strong market returns so far this year and the relatively good economic data we've seen in the U.S. recently, I still see a lot of gloom and doom out there, particularly in places like Twitter. In fact, just yesterday, I was a little bit dismayed to see a tweet go viral from real estate doom and gloomer Nick Gurley. In his tweet, he claims that Airbnb host revenues are collapsing in the U.S. He posted data that was reportedly gathered by his firm, suggesting Airbnb hosts are seeing revenue declines of 30 to 50 percent across most major U.S. metropolitan areas. And alarm bells immediately started going off in my head because Airbnb stock is up 27% year to date. 
Airbnb reported revenue growth of 20% in the first quarter. They said that average daily rates were stable. Now, we will get a Q2 report from Airbnb in the first week of August, but every other piece of travel information we have in the U.S. suggests growth. The TSA passenger numbers are up year over year, and they are above pre-pandemic levels above last year. We just have not seen any pieces of data that would suggest anything close to what Nick is posting. Of course, his tweet racked up 50,000 likes nonetheless. One interesting reply to the tweet I did see came from Jamie Lane, the CEO of AirDNA. AirDNA is a company that tracks Airbnb rental data across the country, and their own data suggests that the rental rates for Airbnbs are down less than 10% in a lot of those metros that Nick Gurley was posting. In fact, some of those metros are even seeing growth in rates as well as growth in nights booked. So my guess is there are some Airbnb hosts that are hurting because they got too many properties bought at the peak and interest rates are certainly putting some pressure on them. But nonetheless, U.S. travel remains strong. U.S. traveler volume remains strong. So I just don't buy this fake news, fake data out of Nick Gurley. So it is a little discouraging that people like Nick Gurley have 80,000 plus followers on Twitter and can be amplified with bogus data. But I have to remember, my focus is on data, not narratives. My focus is on making money. My focus is on critical thinking. And in the long run, I think that wins out. Anyway, I'll keep doing what I'm doing. And I appreciate your support here on Stocks and Coffee. I appreciate you all who think critically. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the podcast there today. Not a lot to cover otherwise. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you enjoy your 4th of July holiday. I'll be back late next week to give you an update on what's going on in markets. Things are going to get a lot more exciting here as we move into the month of July. Until next time, everyone, hope you have a great weekend. Cheers. Cheers.